We the bestest cast with the left twist. Fat, fairly well dressed. Put me on the guest list. The guest list. Uh, yeah, on the guest list. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another week of On the Guest List with Fox trying to get down White Sox Dave, Kenny Carkeet, and Dante. We have a packed episode this week. An amazing interview with our friends from Canada, the Blue Stones, who just announced a huge tour with Des Rocks across America. Going to be an amazing interview. First and foremost, let me say this, Kenny, it was an amazing day for you yesterday. Happy 420, buddy. How was it for you? That's really sweet of you. First off, let me take a minute to appreciate the comment. Uh, and then second, yeah, thank, thanks so much, man. I had a great day just smoking weed all day and trying out new strains and then staying up real late with my friends playing video games. Yeah. It yeah, cool. uh, so it's basically a normal day for you. You didn't invite me to play video games with you. What, baby? You didn't invite me to play video games with well, you. Oh, we were four deep, man. That's the, th- that's the thing. Uh, dude. That's no, I, squad thing's tough because like even last night we were like, oh, I got a buddy that wants to play. And we were like, but what if so-and-so wants to jump on? Well, fuck. So we're like, you got to keep the four spot open, man. <laughs> you, you, it's uh, it's it's an occupational hazard that I am very, very apprised of. So I get it. And I take back my condescending comment. And um, <laughs> I've been there and I, and I understand how that goes. Yeah, all right. Well, enough nerd talk. Uh, let's talk some music. Obviously, got a lot going on. By the way, Dave, congratulations on singing on stage in Chicago. That was beautiful. I saw your tweet. I don't even remember what fucking song I sang at this point. What song was it? <laughs> it was Maroon Five. This love. <laughs> what? Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, because you only heard two seconds of the clip, and I haven't watched the episode yet. It's airing as we speak, I believe. Yeah. But um. For the next one, and this won't come out until later this afternoon, so it'll all be aired and everything, but I could have swore to God it was Disturbia by Slipknot. Or not Disturbia. Um, what, what fucking... Um, what song am I thinking of? Kenny? Slipknot song. Oh, wait, wait, wait. What about Slipknot? What'd you say? I, it, was a, <laughs> it was a name this tune question, but you only heard two seconds of the... Uh, of the like any yeah. given song yeah. and i swore to god the next one was slipknot and it wasn't slipknot damn that's heavy as fuck. Uh, duality it was d- duality Oh, duality. Okay. <laughs> why did i why was i thinking okay. disturbing duality first single off their second record which is really good uh, well, well slipknot's coming up good slipknot's coming up in our conversation as well and we'll get to that later but uh no dave great job you're becoming a rock star in front of our eyes dude crowd in chicago was amazing i was watching that earlier the dozen was fucking fantastic great dude, job it was, it was it was fucking nerve-wracking being in front of a thousand people with like lights shining on you you could see them in the rafters and everything i was like fuck man this is kind of weird like welcome, welcome to the musician lifestyle yeah 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 for sure having to play fucking music i don't know uh dave you're on your way buddy but no uh like i said we have a great interview there's so much new music to talk about we got to get into it before the interview first off we can't skip this kendrick lamar is back it, I, I, I'm blown away. Like, it, literally, this motherfucker dropped a Michael Jordan I'm back letter to announce that he was coming back with his final TDE album. Uh, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers is the name of the album. I cannot fucking wait. Kenny, when you saw it, what was your first reaction? A, it's about time. B, it's going to be incredible. C, yep. God, I fucking love him so much. Me too, dude. So He's cool. like my favorite. He even takes the right. Like, I love him. I'm between records. Yep. Like everything about his artistry is so fucking perfect, man. Also, I want to shout the guy out because the way he like released that letter, there's some dude on Twitter who's like a hip hop blogger or whatever. And like three months ago, he he tweeted, 
Kendrick Lamar is officially retired and Kendrick quote tweeted it with the link to the letter. So he literally sees everything, says nothing, yeah. but has just been stewing and fucking making music this entire time. Let I me can't. ask you guys a quick question. All right. Um, this is, a, I, I don't know if we've ever really gone down this sort of rabbit hole before, but what was the name of this new album coming out? Mr. Like, Morale. And got the a big couple Pimpers. of good ones. The, the butterfly to pimp a butterfly, to pimp a butterfly. Like, yep. Is it deep? Is there something behind the name to Pimp a Butterfly? Or what? Yes. Say one one last time for me, the new one. Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. I have no idea what the cool. fuck that means. It sounds cool. sounds cool. To Pimp a like, Butterfly, that entire record was about the black experience in America. That's what the record was about. Okay. And I, I think the whole point of the, the thing was like, in 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 America, the the black man has been used a lot for different reasons and things like that. To pimp a butterfly, I think is I think that's the rationale behind it. Okay, and, and that it, makes sense. Based off of To Kill a Mockingbird, it's just right to, to pimp a butterfly from from the ghetto. By the way, I that got fu- you. that fucking album is so goddamn good. And I mean, the last thing we heard from Kendrick in its totality was "Damn" in 2017. And to think that we're getting new Kendrick five years later, I I'm I'm just geeked the, the right fuck out. Time. Because everybody's like, I need new Kendrick. I need new Kendrick. What happened? Blah, blah. And then he drops the letter and the whole world explodes. Like, he, everything about that motherfucker. That's the thing. When you have the public's consciousness like that, when you have them in the palm of your hand, you can take that time. A little tit- Here's a small little tidbit. Good. <laughs> Trying yep. to drop as many names as possible. <laughs> You're playing a festival called Lowlands Festival in the Netherlands uh, outside of the country. And I was kicking it with my homies, T1P, 21 Pilots. Uh, and I, we think we were watching Tame Impala together side stage and Kendrick was on the other side, side stage watching Tame and just, just that of like somebody like Kendrick, as big as Kendrick takes the time and goes and checks out bands at festivals, standing side stage by himself, like nodding his head to indie rock music. You know what I mean? Stop like, name dropping. It makes you cool. And I don't like it because you're a <laughs> fucking loser. This is bullshit. Oh, I was just with 21 pilots watching fucking Tame Impala with Kendrick Lamar across the yeah, side of the stage. No, he's not that good. He's not that tight with them. Yeah. But Tyler he, Joseph hasn't been on this show. Facts. You're right. Yeah. Listen, if anybody could get TJ, that'd be insane. For TJ, <laughs> he just fucking dropped the initials. Yeah. My train has entered the station, baby. I also have to come to grips with that. Yeah, you are a loser. Uh, no, no but that's awesome. that's the best part, though. Like, I would, like, I think that would be the, like, to be in your spot, it would be the best spot to be in. Honestly, it's been pretty good. It's like people are like, what's up with your new music, Kenny, and this, this, and that? And I've been like, I don't know. I just haven't really cared to make any in a little <laughs> while. Like, It's the best. I, I feel like I should still have this, like, yearning and need to want to be famous and heard and and get attention but like i just don't care deep down in your gut you still have it i know you do i maybe maybe either way i don't really care but i actually i spent all day yesterday making music so yeah exactly oh by the way i am catching up to kenny because we're now related artists, and I'm right behind him when it comes to fitness. You like that? In I monthly saw that. listeners, in monthly listeners, I'm right behind fitness. You know, he can always go, yeah. But do you have a billion streams on one song? The answer is no. <laughs> it's no. But I will catch you, motherfucker, and I will. Uh, I'm coming for you, baby. Uh, but no, listen. Competition does breed success. Damn right, dude. I'm the most competitive motherfucker alive. Kenny's not. Or at least he acts like he's not. You're a liar. I'm just uh, stubborn. Yeah, you are stubborn, but that's okay. Dave, you're competitive. Yeah, I'm pretty competitive. Yeah, you are. Uh, okay, so other than Kendrick, right? So the world stopped when Kendrick... Hold on, I, I, I want that question answered, though. What? Like, uh, Kenny, what was Sales' album title? 
Megalithic Symphony. Megalith, like what went behind that? Was it like, oh, we just threw two uh, words no, together? At the time, I won't say we. At the time, my singer Aaron and our manager Burko, like full flat earthers, like <clears throat> I mean, hollow Earth, hollow Moon, like all the craziest <laughs> things you've ever heard of in your life, right? Like the space shuttle is four hundred and forty-four feet long. Do you know what else is forty-four? You know, it's like that kind of shit. Anyway, mm-hmm. megalithic is like megalithic structures are like unexplained structures big monstrous crazy egyptian you know uh things like that and so megalithic symphony a lot of that record was about like the whole last song knights of shame is all about the conspiracy and the illuminati and all the stuff like that it's so it's kind of dumb i mean kind of a cool title because nobody could ever say it but i was i was i was not expecting to hear that for some reason that was not what i thought that was going to be that was awesome percent <laughs> what it is I, i'll implore you to go to listen to the lyrics of knights of shame the whole thing is literally about like being watched and all that stuff well dave that's actually an interesting question because i'm going through it right now we're, we're working on a new record and we're looking for a title and things like that and i was talking to kenny about this yesterday but i've been going through what all these fucking songs are about and they're all about death and I don't know why, because they're all happy songs, but they're all written about death. I think it had more to do with the pandemic, and I wrote a lot of these songs during the pandemic in the fear of, like, your career dying. So I wrote everything in that manner. So I think the title is going to have something to do with death. So there generally is a reason behind why something's called something. Um, I don't know what the fuck Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers means, but I think it's going to be fucking fire. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I, if it were me, I would just, like, slap fucking things together and let people think it was something deep. When it was really just like two words next to each other on a fucking cool. square piece of cardboard. What does chocolate starfish in the hot dog cover water mean? Hot dog flavored water. Exactly. That was the first one that popped into my head. Like I was Kenny, thinking, what Kenny, what does that mean? <laughs> Literally, I don't know. So I I think I might I think Limp Biscuit was just putting together like all right, so I saw Donnie. Do you remember when Donnie does Barstool employee would do the whoa, that's weird videos? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was in, it was like Taiwan or somewhere in Southeast Asia, and he ate a chocolate starfish. It was like a street vendor thing. And he said it was the most disgusting thing he's ever eaten in his entire life. And he's eaten some fucking disgusting things. And so it was that and hot dog flavored water, also gross. I think it's just supposed to mean like this album's dirty. I don't know. I thought it had something to do with buttholes. Maybe. It does. Maybe. Apparently, Fred Durst used to call himself a chocolate starfish because everybody called him an asshole. <laughs> oh, there we go. All right. He does well, kind of give off a- asshole vibes. Yeah, I guess, I guess that's true. He's your doppelganger, Dave. Uh, but no, listen, the album title thing is, is a big deal, and there's a lot of fucking albums that are dropping. Like We are coming out of the pandemic, right? And we talked about this throughout the entirety of the pandemic, where we were like, when is the, the flood of like these like revolutionary albums going to come out? I think it's now. I think now the touring's back. You're seeing all these albums drop, because we have Pusha T, Harry Styles, Action Bronson, Arcade Fire, Fontaine's DC, Tori Moi, Black Keys, Liam Gallagher, fucking Jack White, all releasing albums within a month of each other. I think the green light is going, and I think it's fucking time boys let's go i'm fucking pumped kenny what are you most excited for uh, besides kendrick i mean fuck besides kendrick uh... none of those got you going none of them were like oh shit i mean pusher always i mean forever and always but like I'll, yeah, i don't know i think to say to mention something like a kendrick record just is above and beyond in my opinion already so many everything else you named 
I don't give a fuck about Jack White. But I know. Be- I don't either. I don't either. There's going to be great records, but like Kendrick's shit is just it's just another level. It's like a J. Cole record to me. Or I know. You know, I know. I, it, it sucks because, like I said, there's so many albums coming out and then Kendrick stops the fucking world. But like, I'm really excited for that new Fontaine's DC record. The new Arcade Fire album is going to be fucking awesome. Action Bronson's rapping over fucking crazy ass beats. And again, like Action Bronson, very excited for his record. I know it's going to be sick. Is it going to be a game changer? Doubtful. No, you're right. But I, I will ask this, Kenny and Dave, like, do you, th- Kenny, do you think this does actually signal the end of like the pandemic era? Like, do you think people are finally ready to fucking press go and go full force forward? Probably. Yeah, I think so. And I'm also curious, you know, deep in my heart, wondering if like a lot of this shit was made pre pandemic. Mm. and They waited until now to be releasing. You know what I mean? So I'm wondering if like these are afterthoughts or like, or if these Ooh. records were born of the pandemic. I'm curious. That's an interesting question. Like, have they been sitting on these, like how movie studios were sitting on movies and shit? I've done that. I know artists who have done that. They made these records in December, 2019. And Mm -hmm. then I know ones who have made this in August, 2021. Right. I'm not sure. And then I don't know what it means, the difference between the two, but like, it's interesting. We'll find out, I guess. Right. I guess we will find out. I don't like, I couldn't imagine sitting on a piece of work for that long and thinking it was that important. Like, Oh God, the world can't handle this right now. Like it's that fucking get out of here. Like just drop the fuck. Kenny always says, don't be so fucking precious. People thinking the world can't handle it. I think most of it would be, we don't want to lose out on numbers. On facts. On shit like that. Yeah. You can now, but you know. Yeah, thanks. Um, so other than the new music before we get into the interview and before we get into segments and everything, uh Coachella was this past weekend. Um, it looked like an absolute shit show. Uh there was some good performances, but like the one thing that made me laugh the most, and Dave, I saw that you guys were talking about this on the dog walk, but like it was an influencer fire fest. It was a fucking shit show. There's this one video out right now, and this is why I think Coachella should just be wiped off the face of the earth. There was a group of influencers that paid $2,000 a piece to be bussed into this private party and they got dropped off in a fucking parking lot. I think that is one of the funniest things I've ever heard in my entire life. You deserve what you get, you fucking yeah. weenies. Yep. I, uh, dude, uh, how much money would it cost me for you to drop you off at, at, Coach, at Coachella? I mean, I would, I don't, if you would cover my costs, I would go to it just for the music, probably. Am I, was that, did you listen to that whole clip? Any chance? Yes. Yeah. Was I incorrect by saying there's, I would assume there's a ton of white trash at Coachella? There's not. There's, it's too expensive. Is it? Okay. Because that's just like, I, I, bucks a day minimum. Jesus. 500, you said? Coachella is one of the most expensive festivals on the planet. There, there is no white trash. It's just mommy and daddy money and influencers. That's why it's kind of shitty. That, all right. Well, then I, I, like I, I even said, I, I'm like, I could be very wrong here, but like, I think what we see is probably like the 1% of it. And the 99% is just a bunch of like fat, disgusting people <laughs> like in the desert, like just being gross, fat and disgusting. It's all people who really want to be famous or rich people. Really Kenny be- wasn't good. Kenny things about Coachella. Billy what? Damon. Uh, I was going to bring it up. Billy Eilish. It's like, just because like unannounced, Gorillas have been on hiatus for a little while. Not that long, but for a little while. The age gap between Billy and Damon. Uh, and he comes out and, you know, somebody like Damon to do Feel Good Inc., which is like, you know, washed up by or played out now by this point. But he does it for her. He does it for the people. And like, 
I thought it was fucking great. Well, also, you have the fact that he was called out earlier this year about right. his comments about Taylor Swift and shit, and that makes me so happy because Billie Eilish is the fucking man, dude. She said, I don't... Never and will never play a Coachella. Fucking sick, dude. Um, I, So, the... There was two big bring-out moments, right? So, you had Billie Eilish bringing out Damon Albarn from the Gorillas, and Harry Styles brought out Shania Twain. And, dude, Shania Twain, one, still sounds great. Two, absolute smoke show to this day. How old is she now? Like 55-ish? Easy, bro. Easy. Dude, yeah, feel she like still a woman looks great. Yeah. in the 90s, dude. And she came out and slayed. Like, slayed. That's that shit, dude. Shania Twain's the best. There wasn't that many performances that, like, I was blown away with. But, Kenny, I saw that Maniskin came out and absolutely fucking blew people away. Dude, I want, I want so bad to hate that band. Me too. I want to hate them so bad. The songs are so catchy. That chick is so sexy. They're just weird fucking Swedish, whatever the fuck they are. But the songs are so good. And they're Italian. song and I forgot something else. No, I agree. But Coachella looked like an absolute shit show. I want no parts of it. And fucking answer me if I'm wrong on this. But wasn't Coachella started because Pearl Jam was fighting uh Ticketmaster and they wanted to make like a more equal affordable festival and shit like that Damn. and then now now it's fucking Firefest and now it's now it's there's a bunch of 18 year old influencers running around Air Force Ones ruining everybody's fucking time I don't know I Coachella just seems like the last place I want to be I, I I I have no interest and I know playing it's real fun of course I get as it usually is right but like after playing that you're like I'll never go back without an artist pass ever. of course I've never I've never played a festival and thought I want to go back and be in the crowd. Festivals are ruined for life for me. You know what I mean? Absolutely, dude. Uh, but yeah, Coachella was a shit show. They got another round of performances coming up, I think, next weekend. So it's the same festival two weekends in a row. But uh, shouts out to all the influencers that got dropped off in the desert. Uh, all right, let's go into our interview with the Blue Stones. We'll come out, do on the list, off the list, and get the fuck out of here. But this is our interview with our friends from Canada, the Blue Stones. All right, ladies and gentlemen, on the guest list, returning friends from the north. They're going out on tour with Des Rocks this summer. We got the Blue Stones here. Gentlemen, how are we doing today? Great, hey. man. What's up? I was, I was saying, Tarek, I was saying to Justin before we started, I feel like we met like right in the beginning of COVID over the, the old inter- iteration of the podcast, and we are both like sitting there like, I don't know what the fuck we're going to do. Do you know what yeah. we're going to do? I have no idea. Yeah. And then it seems like things are kind of back to normal now. So how, what the fuck are you boys up to? Well, I mean, yeah, we, we've we've been back out on the road now that everything is sort of eased up as far as restrictions are concerned. Um, you're right; it was kind of mid-pandemic, like shutdown that we we sort of became acquainted, uh, you and us, hey, Colin. Yeah, basically the darkest period of time the capacity could have been to become friends. And yeah. we're, I, I just remember like kind of because like, we were talking about past tour experiences and me being like, God, I missed the road. And you're like, yeah, me too, dude. And then now mm. you guys are back out on the road. How many tours have you guys done since kind of COVID's not over, but lifted a little bit as far as restrictions have gone? But yeah, because I, I think we did the first podcast, you know, sort of right after we released Hidden Gems. Um and then we did want like we did like a five week run in the U.S. in the fall, and then man, the the timing has been perfect. Yeah, and we we got we got pulled off the road uh, when COVID first hit, and right. then things kind of started easing up. We hit it in the fall of twenty one. Then like three weeks after we got off, it was like Omicron was a thing, and everything was fucking shut down again. 
Um, and then we just finished a five week run of Europe. And so, you know, that was perfect. Like we literally, when we started playing in Germany, it was that day that venues were open and it just, this tour has been planned for over like a year and a half. So it's just kind of a crazy coincidence. Yeah. We're hitting everything in stride. Um, and then, yeah, now about to do, um, a bunch of dates with the beaches in Canada and then Des Rocks in the States. So I saw that. Well, first off, congratulations, because there's so many bands I know that want to be on the road, but haven't gotten lucky enough yet. Like, like there's been bad timing or. Yeah. It's also, I don't, do you guys know Little Sims? She's a great artist out of the UK. That sounds really familiar. Literally, uh, rap? Yeah. Like rap yeah. R&B kind of in between, but she's an independent artist out of the UK that is absolutely blown up, but she just canceled her entire US tour because. Oh of the cost not not only oh, just just yeah. because she literally said i could do this and come out of it completely broke or you guys can wait and i, right. I gave her credit for that because that's a really brutally honest way to put it like yeah yeah what has the experience been like for you guys to get back out on the road not only i, I don't, I don't want to say like financially but just like from a structural standpoint and then the crowd reaction does it feel like old times yeah, man, it this, does. Yeah, this last does. one we both said was like it's back. You know, mm-hmm. like being being back in Europe, um, it, it's felt like it was back. the The one that we did in the fall was kind of weird. It was still like I don't know. There was still we weren't like going out to bars or anything like that. We were trying to keep it pretty contained. But now it's kind of eased up. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of felt like it's back on. You know, being able to like go out for a nice dinner after a show or before a show or whatever. Um, which is a huge part of the experience for us. It's like once you have that feeling of being back and being able to like go out and have fun with your fans sometimes as well. Um, yeah, I don't know. Tark, what do you think? Yeah, totally agree. It's, it's been great. Um, it, logistically, it was kind of, you know, a little bit of a, a, a difficult task, especially the first tour we did back October 2021 in the States. We were both kind of like, all right, well, let's see how many shows we can get through before getting shut down because of COVID. Yep. That, that's pretty much the mentality we took approaching it. Um, you know, luckily we finished the tour without any cases on our squad, um, which was great. Uh, but that's kind of the thing that you had to, to deal with at the time and, and probably still kind of have to deal with now. I think a lot of artists probably hesitate with this idea that they're not sure if like booking a tour is worth it because if people are still reserved about going out into a packed crowded place, you know, it could affect their ticket sales. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think that probably lends to a lot of the hesitation now. Um, But that being said, yeah, I mean, test hit it, hit the nail on the head. Like we've been pretty fortunate to have some good crowds and some really good reactions um, thus far. So it's been great. You, you mentioned the reservation, right? And I was, I, I shared this on the podcast a lot recently, but we've been back to doing some shows and we just did our first hometown headline a couple weeks ago and leading a great crowd sellout. Everything was great. And uh, leading up to it, I was every night having the same recurring nightmare. And this sounds like I made it up, but I'm dead serious. Every night, the same nightmare. It was just me by myself backstage staring out into an empty venue and the promoter was standing behind me going, where is everybody? That's fucking hilarious. I would wake up every day like sweating and just like texting the band being like, yo, make sure we're fucking doing our part. Get people out, all this shit. And they're like, dude, shut up, relax. Like, yeah. What a musician's nightmare that is. Yeah, I know. 
it's like, I don't know if either of you guys ever worked in restaurants. They talk about restaurant dreams where like oh, yeah. you, you can see a table you're supposed to be taken care of and they're pissed off, but you never can reach them. Oh, like, yeah. That's basically what it was. And I mean, when did that start to like wane for you guys? Like that kind of like, I don't know, trepidation is being like, I don't know what's going to happen. Like, do you feel a little bit more at ease now? Yeah. I mean, especially again, after doing this last run, like it just seems like people are kind of over it. Um, mm. There, I mean, there's, there definitely is still like higher no show mm -hmm. um, than what, you know, in the, like in 2019. I think a lot of the reason for that is actually people who just like get COVID on the, you know, and they're just like, fuck, I can't, I can't go. Um, <laughs> Being so, a good citizen, like, oh, fuck, I got COVID. Yeah, like I'm not going to go. So yeah. I think that's kind of the, really the only thing. I'm, I mean, yeah, I, I, everyone seemed like they were there to have a fucking good time. And, um, yeah, there was really no, no sort of, again, reservation, like people were all in. And that was the kind of thing. If you're going to go to this show, like you're either going to go and you're going to be all in or you're, you're going to stay home. So yeah. that's really what made it felt like we were like finally back. There was no like pods of people staying. However, it's like, fuck no, if you're going, man, you're, you're taking that risk. And so right. just fucking go. Then let's do this. Let's move our friendship and our relationship. Finally take this step. The three of us. We're going to not talk about the pandemic for like five fucking minutes. All right, let's do it. Let's go to the music. I was yeah. say, you, you guys got to, to make the record and then didn't really get to, to promote it the way you wanted to. And now you're going out. Like, is it spurring you to want to kind of play those songs that you guys didn't really get the opportunity to play? Or is it driving you to be like, fuck, I want to make a new album? Well, I mean, the funny thing is we, we finished making a new album in the time that we spoke last and now. So... Yeah, earlier this year, January, February, we were in the studio and we, we completely, you know, recorded an album and now it's kind of in the um, mixing and mastering stages. But it was definitely a, like a force, a motivational force because of the fact that you couldn't really, you know, tour and market in gems the way that you really wanted to. And you're like, well, shit, I guess we got to get back to it. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be nice to, you know, hopefully hit the road with some new music behind us. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait to because I loved Hidden Gems so much and that's why I reached out to you guys because I love the fucking record. Thanks, man. But, Thanks, man. By the way, I'm not just rocking back and forth. My dog is sitting next to me. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I was like, he's wow, getting, that was some dog. Yeah. My, guy, yeah. my guy's itchy. Yeah, Vin, <laughs> Vin literally, just, his name's Vinny. He just came, sat down next to me and just expected me to pet him. So I'm doing it. But no, I mean, that has to be a great feeling. And I know for, for our band personally, like we put out like five singles and an EP during quarantine. And then we went back and we started playing these shows. And I'm like, these songs feel old to us, but we've yeah. never yeah. played them live. Like yeah. that has to be, like, it's such a weird experience, dude. Yeah, we did it weird. Cause I mean, we, we released Shaken Off the Rust, which was the lead single off of Hidden Gems in uh, October, 2019. Mm. And then, you know, thinking we were going to, we didn't even have the whole record done at that point, but we went back into the studio in January, 2020 thinking like, Oh, this will be out in a few months, you know, do the lead single half a year ahead of time. We were, we were doing the same thing as you guys were doing like drip feeding singles and then going to release the rest of the record then fucking pandemic hit. So again, let's not try to talk <laughs> about it. It's, it like three and a half it's so, it's so hard. It's so hard. It's impossible. It's really, it we yeah. tried to do it with so many people where it's like, let's see how long we can go. But yeah, you know, our world was pretty much changed forever. So like, it's yeah. right. Pre and post, you know what I mean? So. so this is the, this is the thing when we, when we go out in, you know, when we play Philly in 
the summer. Yep. That is going to be almost three years since we released Shaking Off the Rust, but it'll only be like the second time since early 2020 that we were ever there playing it. So that's in that regard. Yeah. It totally feels like old to us. Um, but at the same time we should have a new song out. Um, and so we'll be playing that one. And so it'll kind of feel like we're getting into the new cycle. It's a beautiful thing. It, it, it inadvertently has like extended the lifespan of certain songs. And then there's also other songs that I feel like you put out in that period of time. We're not talking about, but like that just got lost forever. That like yeah. they, they got put out and then it's like, why didn't we push that? And it's like, well, I don't know. We were just kind of making content at that point. It was like, what were we promoting? Was it the right time to promote it? And then right. now it's like, it, I, we are cutting a new record. So it's like, we've kind of moved past that. Sadly, I don't know if those songs, maybe we re-release them at some point, like with yeah. the new life behind it. But I don't know, like if you guys are looking at a new album, like has the sound evolved at all? Like from, hidden gems to now or is it kind of a continuation of the same kind of narrative it's sort of it's sort of an evolution along the same lines if that makes sense it does it absolutely makes sense yeah i think so too i think it's like tighter punchier um a lot just sort of like technical and calculated that's Mm. just the way that i feel this album is yeah whereas hidden gems kind of you know, off the heels of Black Holes, which was definitely a much more ambient and reverb bridge album, fell in that line and could sort of took that and evolved. I think we kind of brought the sound to more like, I don't know, whatever the equivalent of like boots on the ground is for music. Mm. That's what this album is. So I think it's cool, man. We, we've, you know, we worked with a really, like a genius engineer, producer, Joe Ciccarelli. Um, he is like an audio file to the max. So he dialed everything in perfectly. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm excited to share it with, with everybody. I think we, we both put a lot of work into it. So it should be good. I didn't even know we were going to be talking a new album coming to this. So I'm fucking pumped. Just yeah, yeah. like a friend, that, but a fan too of the music. But I think one of my questions would be, and this is something that like my band's been talking about, but like, is there an influence specifically like a band or a producer that like influenced you going towards that way? Like, was there one like record that you guys had been like vibing off of each other on being like, Oh, we should maybe try this. Like for us, it was modest mouse. I listened to a ton of, oh, okay. so wow. there's certain aspects where I'm like, I want to, I want to play with that theatrical element and say like, do it Foxtrot's way. But at the same time, like I love the theatrical element of it. Like, were you guys listening to anything differently to where you're like, Dude, we could dial it in like that. That's where I'd want to go. I don't, I don't know that we really did. No. Um, yeah, I don't. Yeah, yeah, I don't think so. There's anything particular. So. Like I over. I don't know. I'm not sure if it's really over the pandemic that I list. Well, I guess it really was. But um, social cues by Casey Elephant. Dude, that album. That album is so influential. On what, like even then, I've been rambling on this, but like the new Harry Styles single feels like that era really? I, I haven't even heard it i didn't even know yeah i gotta yeah I haven't yeah heard it either. wow that's interesting though. with that in yeah. your head now go listen to the new harry style song and absolutely right away feels like that that record is so good and cage is so not underrated but like accepted as this ubiquitous force and kind of like the alt rock like radio rock world dude they are so fucking good. It's on. Yeah. yeah, it's funny because our manager, George, just said before, he's like, they are the most consistent rock band out there right now. Like, yes. 
And I, I kind of agree. Like they just, every album they put out, it's like, yeah, that one's good too. Yeah. You know, and it's just, it is nice to see, but I think, you know, like to, to test this point, I don't think there's really anything specific about that album, you know, like sonically, other than the fact that I remember listening to that album and being like, there's not like a wasted note or any kind of like embellishment going on here. It's kind of like, we're giving you the song and exactly what the song requires and nothing more than that. And I think that's kind of the approach that we took on this upcoming album was, was very similar to that. That's so fun. Like, cause when I think my first introduction to you guys was more of the ambient stuff. And I think I brought this right. up the first time we talked and I said, the guitar tones reminded me a lot of Mo Lauda and the humble who are friends of ours from Philly. Oh, and love them. that, that expansive kind of like play with the reverb is what I first remember you guys for. And I, I want to hear what it'd be like. if like, just to hear it dialed in. So now I'm, I'm pumped on the new record. This is, I'm excited for this, dude. It's going to be, it's going to be good. Yeah. Man. I, I'm looking forward to it for sure. We got to, got to finish it up. It's in that weird stage right now of mixing and mastering where you're just like, Oh, it's, it's not where I want it to be. Yeah. And so you like kind of feel a little nervous about it, but it, it, it always ends up getting there. It's it like always when you're getting, getting those like reference mixes back and you're like, Oh, this song fucking sucks. And then you're like, like what, what the fuck happened? I thought yeah. this thing when we were in the studio was so fucking good. And yeah, you just, you just, it's all about notes, man. Just relax. You'll get there. It's a Every, process. Everyone forgets that mastering is a thing and also that everything goes through several rounds of mixing. But the, yeah. Yeah. first, you get the first mix back and you're like, what happened to what we made? It was yeah. so good. I know. I know. I know. But it's honestly, it is comforting to know that everyone goes through that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm sure there was a point when Queen got Bohemian Rhapsody back and they were like, what is this shit? Like, what do we do? Yeah. Like, could you imagine mixing that? Or like oh welcome God. to the black parade by my chemical romance like I mean, at least there's only two of you guys like yeah true true oh. i guess queen was more like well we, we really only have a few shots at getting this right so yeah. we don't like the mix and we don't like the mix and that's still what goes out the, yeah. the funny thing with us was that that for this lead single that it's done now but the um the first kind of mix came back and you could really hear or one of one of the singles it came back and you could really hear the bass guitar and like the tone of the bass guitar. Mm -hmm. And we were just like, man, you, <laughs> the nice thing about us is that obviously we record in bass just to get that low end feel, but we're like, you can completely make it so that it's invisible. You can feel it. And no bass player is going to come hunting for your head. Like, why can't I hear my instrument? Like, yeah, <laughs> the nice thing is you only need to really make sure the guitar, the drums and the vocals are heard. Everything else. Don't even worry about it. Damn, I love that. Yeah, it just makes the mixer's job a little easier. If that's prominent, then we're probably going to think it's a good mix. When we talked last time, I did ask you guys too about like expanding the live show and going past two members. And like, if you ever planned on farming that out to anybody else or bringing somebody on the road with you to just fucking play keys or just have a bass around their neck while they're playing keys, like has that like topic been broached at all or is it still sticking the two of you guys? Um, I mean, we did kind of talk about yeah. it. Hey, like yeah, it's we just, discussed. we're not, we're not there yet. We're not there yet. Guys, yeah. like and we're not against it. We're definitely not against it. You know, it's just more like, do we need it right now? No. Yeah. Okay. Well then let's not do it. You guys sound like you know? you're in a relationship where like one person wants to get engaged. The other one's like, I don't know. Maybe we're not there yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, either that or, you know, bringing a third person and making an open relationship. Yeah. You guys yeah, exactly. are working on your throuple. You just haven't gotten there yet. Exactly. No. Yeah, exactly. We're trying to find the right, we need to find the right person. Okay. Yeah, our throuple right now is probably our sound and like 
Heights guy. Yeah. That's good. That's, that completes the throuple. Yeah. He's a peripheral guy, though. He's not like in the bedroom. Like he might stand in the hallway and look at you guys while you yeah. sleep, but he's not there <laughs> yeah. all the time. The vi- he's a video camera guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. in, your, in your ideal porn situation, he's the one holding the camera. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Where do we go here, guys? Uh, oh, <laughs> yeah. How Because. Des Rocks is someone that we've been following pretty pretty hard on here. I love the guy as a social media personality, but he's also a fucking incredible artist. Like, how did the tour come together? Ooh, I don't even really remember. Me either. Um, I don't I know. Think, I think that was a management thing of just like, hey, this is something that could work stylistically. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, remember, I don't know if this came directly from this, but I remember we put out a post on Instagram and it was kind of like, who would you want to see us tour with? Just because, like, we were just curious. Like, who do you think would be an ideal touring partner? And a majority of people at the time said Des Rocks. Yeah, I think I, I do think that this Most tour was that. was planned at the time. Um, Actually, I'm not really quite sure, but in any way, it was it was still nice to hear that, like, you know, most people said Des Rocks was gonna was like the best sort of complimentary headliner to come out, and so yeah, we made it happen, I guess. Yep. Dude, I, it, it's great. It, it really does fit well, and his new record was really good as well. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see because I know you guys are both kind of like live artists. Like I've seen so many videos of that guy just fucking tearing places up, and I obviously follow you guys as well. So mm-hmm. I'm just excited, like. How are you guys structuring this? Because I know co-headlining tours can get weird. Are you guys flip-flopping each night? Who's going to headline and who's not? Yeah. Yep. Nice. Yep. Nice. Exactly. Yeah, this will be our first co-headline. And I mean, like, you know, we were just talking with him today. He's He seems like a great dude. Um, I mean, we've met him once in person, actually, at a show in Philly. Um, hey! Yeah. It was, well, it was technically, it was across the, it was across the river, I yeah, guess. Yeah, because there's, there's the oh, big Camden Amphitheater. Camden. And then there's... Yes. We did, dude, we did uh, that Camden Amphitheater for the first time in October. Nice. Um, with Jane's Addiction and Cheap Trick and The Offspring. So okay. That's cool. Wild time. That was when, that's when COVID was like still a thing. This was our yeah. first big one back. And we, we got tested the day before, the morning of, and had to wear masks the entire time. Like it wow. was, that was like, I don't know if this is going to happen. Like you literally, right. we walked up to the, like we pulled into the venue with everything. And then had to take a test and we all just sat there like, we could have fucked this up. We, I don't yeah. Know. <laughs> yeah. I know, eh? Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. But yeah. no, I'm, I'm amped because even on the post that we put up on socials, we shared the tour poster and somebody right away commented like, fuck yes, dude. Like, I can't wait to see that show. So Dope. Dope, I, know, I know people are pumped. And I mean, you guys have a tour before that in Canada. Yeah. And yeah, with the beaches. Yeah. And that's your home. Is that a co-headline as well? Or are you guys supporting? We're supporting. We're supporting. That one. Yeah. So... Yeah. For you guys in your home country, what's is our is it harder to tour in Canada right now than it is in the United States? Just strictly off um, restrictions and different things like that. I think they're the same now. Finally, man, like nice. we we for a long time were like super conservative with lifting restrictions and stuff, which made it really really difficult. But this is going to be, you know, we did a couple festivals last summer, um, but outside of that, it you know, we weren't able to do club shows until basically now. Um, and this, this tour was supposed to happen in February and we had to push it until May. Um, so even then, you know, it's, it's already been rescheduled. Um, but yeah, man, it's, I think it's kind of finally back to being even now, which is good. Look, man, at the end of the day, like it, it, it sucks for all of us that we had to to lose two years of being on the road and everything like that. But 
I am glad that everybody did their part and we weren't responsible for anybody getting sick. Everything, yeah. everything worked. And now we can start to move back to things doing the right way. Yep. But I, I, I did ask the Canada question for this. Are you guys Toronto Raptors fans? I am. Yeah. Suck my balls. Tark's going to the the game this Saturday, actually. Suck my balls, you (laughs) losers. That's right. I'll be there. I'll be there. And I mean, it's not like you guys are doing too bad either. I'm kind of worried that, like, I'm going to be attending, like, the sweep game. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm a little worried. Um, But we'll see, man. We'll see. You can't say anything. I didn't realize game three is tonight. I will openly say this: If we lose tonight, it's my fault for talking shit. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know. You know what? No. If we, I kind of hope you do. Just more so because you know the value of the tickets that I paid a lot for is going to be there. We'll yeah. need so, a we'll need a mayor's bet, like in a situation where if the, like if the series gets locked up, like two two or something, comes back to Philly. We need a mayor's bet where I'll wear a Raptors jersey or you'll wear a Sixers jersey, just depending on like who oh, wins. Fuck. Uh, I will at, fucking at the show. I will yes, I will mail you a Ben Simmons jersey because I have like I, I have don't want them. that shit. Nobody wants that shit. Nobody wants that shit. Ben you Simmons can keep it. Ben you Simmons doesn't that. even want that shit. We you know should many, do this. Do you know how many pictures I have of me on stage at giant festivals or in a fucking stadium wearing a Ben Simmons jersey under a leather jacket that are uh, ruined to me now? Damn. That's the shitty thing about buying jerseys, man. It's like yeah. You, you're you're just rolling the dice on whether or not this is going to be like a legacy or franchise player or some shithead. Well, that's why you have to buy Vince Carter jerseys. I have to buy Brian Dawkins Eagles. Yeah, jersey. exactly. You're safe. You have to buy safe legacy jerseys yeah. because I'm not trying to spend. I do this, my worst purchase of all time. I was so confident that Jimmy Butler was coming back to be a Sixer after that one year. I bought a Jimmy Butler jersey. It was a white Jimmy Butler jersey. And the day it showed up to my house, he signed with Miami. And I took the jersey and I threw it. Oh, my God. I took the jersey and I threw it in the corner of my closet, right? Yeah. About six months later, me and my wife moved to a new house. I took that fucking jersey out of that closet, walked into the upstairs of the new house, threw it in the corner of a closet, and it's been there ever since. It's still in the corner. In different houses. I just, it'll live there forever now. Yeah. I mean, unless he, you know. Goes back in some miraculous way. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck anybody who's ever crossed me. <laughs> Hilarious. But all right, I guys, we've taken up your time. Everybody, go get tickets to see Bluestones and Des Rocks on tour this summer. Go see them in Canada, gentlemen. I can't wait for the new fucking record. I can't wait to see you guys come to Philly. We'll have a good time. We'll do some shit together. I have some other ideas. We'll throw around. But anything cool. else you guys got for me? That's it, man. Yeah, no, two tours coming it. up. That's yeah. it, man. All right, new everybody, go listen to Bluestones. Talk to you guys soon, all right? Cheers, man. See ya. All right, that was our friends, the Bluestones. Go check them out on tour with Des Rocks this summer. If you're in Canada, they're going on tour, I think, this month throughout Canada. They just got back from the, the UK, Ireland, everywhere over in Europe. Great dudes, great music. They got a new album on the way. Shouts the fuck out to the Bluestones. Uh, let's go into on the list, off the list before we get out of here. I'll start out. This has something to do with Coachella. Uh, on my list is Mexican pizza from Taco Bell. Yes. On stage at... Coachella, Doja Cat, who works with Taco Bell like as like a promoter, announced that she convinced them to bring back the Mexican pizza, which was my favorite menu item of all time at Taco Bell. Shouts the fuck out, dude. Mexican pizza is the best. Taco Bell was the best fast food restaurant on earth. No questions asked. Yeah. Not even close. Dude, you're out of your mind, man. What's the best fast food restaurant, Dave? So I don't really do fast food other than McDonald's breakfast or uh, I like Wendy's by far the best. 
And I'm talking like standard traditional, like drive through McDonald's, yes. Burger King. Of course, like a Mexican joint is technically fast food. That's not what I'm talking about. But when I was like, Kenny, did you ever play any sports at any point in your life? Yo, well, okay. First off, I played all sports up through like freshman year in high school. Okay. So, all right. Swimmer. That's that's all you need then. You know, when you're like really little for Little League, like the parents will rotate bringing snacks after the game. Yeah, of course. So one of the parents and I, this was when I was like eight or nine years old. They just brought a bunch of Taco Bell and I puked so hard from it, blood vessels and my eyes popped. Like, you know, when you get into a bad car accident, <laughs> yeah. like that's how forceful the vomit was coming out of my mouth. I haven't touched it more than a time or two since then. Like, it's just scarred my memory because I was puking so hard from the bad Taco Bell. It's like bad liquor that you'll never drink again. Exactly. Yeah, that grade that, F horse meat just got dude, you that time. the fucking, I still can't drink Bacardi uh, Green Apple or whatever the f- technical flavor is or yeah. eat a Green Jolly Rancher or anything like fake apple stuff because of the first time I drank, I drank maybe half a fifth of the Green Apple <laughs> Vodka and just was puking my fucking guts out i was like 16 or 15 or whatever yep. i can't like, drink ca- i yeah. can't drink captain morgan i tried you, to bong a bottle of captain morgan on my 21st birthday and, and it didn't work didn't nope, work did I, it nope i threw up everywhere yeah there's a great moment in that though where i was blacked out on my couch and uh, my boys were trying to wake me up and like dana my wife was like rubbing my head and my boy chris was like oh you fucking pussy whatever and i woke up out of my blacked outness and said at least I don't fuck fat girls and then threw up and then fucking passed out again. And he's never forgot that as long as we've been friends. Like in my own blacked out state, I was still a hater to that point where I was like, yeah, we fuck fat bitches. And then I passed back out. So um, Dave, who's off your list or on your uh, list, on your list, on, your on list. my list. Um, my last, uh, I was playing naughty by nature yesterday. He's they're on my list. Naughty by nature. Fuck yeah, dude. You got some OPP. Oh yeah. OPP. <laughs> Uh, uh dude opp what else we got with naughty by nature uh feel me flow let's Fucking go awesome song damn dude. that's like a good summer song they're good they're they're important in the history of hip-hop naughty by nature is turn, we'll see bc and turnpike troubadours this summer Fucking, i love that band and yeah you do is, are they country music they're like americana that's the way i would i would put turnpike troubadours. like they're it's they country. country yeah it's like the broader category i guess but like not prototypical country music because i'm not like a huge country fan well so if if anything's not pop country nowadays and it's like more traditional country they label it as americana that's how yeah. they would usually label it so that's i what I, I, I get that yeah so i would label turn point turn sticks yesterday you listen to sticks what's yeah uh babe i was gonna say if you say mr Roboto, i was gonna fucking punch you through no nah, i don't like that one i i will say in um no that's a wall nation uh sticks <laughs> sticks um too much time on my hands one of the great best song. guitar solos of all time great song are, are sticks a chicago band yeah they are chicago yeah no shit i was looking i'm looking at like past a uh, youtube or uh, spotify plays because we were supposed to have a walkout song for the dozen <laughs> and uh i wanted i i landed on a incubus or uh, not incubus uh um Slipknot song, but we couldn't play it, I guess. I don't know why. What did you guys walk out to? I don't even remember. He just picked a random song. Nice. Um, all right, Kenny, who's on your list? I mean, I had, I had like nine of them. I had a good week this week. I was going to say, Jesus, you're overly I positive. I have any off my list, but um, I really don't have an off my list. But on my what are you, list, Robbie Fox? I know, right? <laughs> Shit. Uh, Mike Tyson. Did you see what happened? 
he was on Rogan. What'd he do? Yo, no, 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 no. He was the fucking G. Yeah. He's in first class on a flight. Some drunk white fuck behind him won't leave him alone, annoying the fuck out of him, standing over him, talking to him the whole flight, blah, blah, blah. Annoying him. Tyson turns around and starts punching him in the fucking face. What? Yeah. Yeah. How did I not see this? Everywhere. And, like, here's a crazy thing. Will Smith slapping Chris Rock, I think, was completely fucked up. Mike Tyson punching yeah, yeah, yeah. was completely justified. Why is that? I don't know. I, when I see a clip like that, I get why people hate white people. Like that, okay, that, so <laughs> I, 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 this all came out like within the last hour or two. Yep, just came out. Get on that blog, baby. You better blog that shit. Uh, this, oh this was probably blogged instantaneously. Oh, yeah, well, that's how I found it. Dude, he Mike Tyson deserved to do that. And people were shitting on Mike Tyson for flying JetBlue in first class. First off, fuck you, you weenies. That's pretty badass to me. But that kid and his buddy was filming him. And his buddy's like, oh, man, look how cool you are fucking with Mike Tyson. The next thing you see is the kid, like, in tears, like, covered in blood. Yeah, he's like black eyes. <laughs> his, his boy was just like, oh, man, he got fucked up on Mike Tyson. And that's the kind of kid who will sue, too. He had big My Dad's a Lawyer energy. I, oh, yeah, I, yeah, 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 for sure. He's got, like, a Peaky Blinders haircut. Yeah, ugly guy. What an asshole. Yeah, fuck that guy. I hope nothing but all the worst things in the world happen to him and only him. Uh, yeah, Kenny, shout out Mike Tyson. That's a good pick right there. Uh, my off the list is impulse control. There is so much fucking candy around my house for Easter. Shout out Easter, by the way, for everybody who celebrates. But there are baskets of candy, baskets of fucking cinnamon rolls, pastries, all this shit around my house. And I am just running through this shit. So... I can't control. I can't stop myself. I can't do it. I just keep eating. It's fucking atrocious. Yeah, same, 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 same. My birthday was just two days, three, whatever, a couple days ago. And my whole family knows that I'm a stoner and I love candy and cookies. So same. My house is fucking stacked. Dave, you look like you have something to say. I just watched a video. I think that guy might be a plant or something. You think? It's, I got my, my spidey senses tingling yeah, yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah. Because he, like you said, Colin, like, that might be, like, oh, my daddy's going to sue you. Yep. Because you don't do that to Mike fucking Tyson and expect to walk away with your face intact. No, and, I mean, Tyson held out for a long time. He, I, I mean, he had, he was, like, the Chris Rock thing, to- totally different situation. Absolutely. Like, that that was fucking stand-up comedy. You're expecting ball-busting, no matter if it's at your wife's expense or not. <laughs> this was just, like... He was poking the bear nonstop, and you're on a fucking commercial flight to wherever, sitting coach. You should expect someone to punch you in the face after that. Also, leave Mike Tyson alone. The guy seems to be doing well. He's out here. Yeah. All he does is trip mushrooms. All he does is trip mushrooms now. Mike Tyson, man. Just leave him alone. Yeah, I, I, he was just on Rogan again, I saw. Yeah. His and interviews then, yeah. are always pretty good on Rogan. They just, like, free yeah. ball and talk yeah. about, like, the world. Well, then Rogan went on his podcast, the Hot Boxing Podcast. We went, like, I didn't know that. Is that what it was? Maybe that's what it was because I saw no, they were was together. Both. They, it they was both? Went, yeah, they went back and forth. Uh, and he did, dude, Mike Tyson's making the rounds because he just did a million dollars worth of game, too. He's all over the I place. I didn't know that. I had no idea he did that. Shouts out to Mike Tyson, dude. Beat the fuck Shouts out. Dude. More, Dave, more pluralized fuck shouts. Fuck you, Dave. Shout out to Mike Tyson. There you I go. Hope you're See happy. You Eat my dick, dude. Uh, Dave, who is off your list? Off my list is Kenny Carkeet again. Oh yeah, let's go. Oh my god. I I sent him a band to check out the other day. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> and he didn't like we but he he responded to me like we had like a a 3 minute back and forth. I'm like, "Hey, check this out." 
after I sent the song, nothing returned. All right, but can I explain myself? May I explain yes. myself? Yeah, let me explain myself here for a second. Shut the fuck up. I know it was Easter, though. Okay, so but... there's more. Um, I feel really bad, and this happens all the time with so many people. If you could fathom the amount of music I get sent... For sure, I get that. So many people, it is, ter- and it's not it has nothing to do with like fuck this guy. I don't want to listen to blah, blah blah. Like I really do, but like I'm always like, okay, later, man. Fucking later. Like I had a guy, God, I hope he's not listening to this, who sent me like a whole bunch of demos. Right the other day, I get demos from everybody and their mother. Within 30 seconds, he's like, so what'd you think? Let me know what you listened to them on. Were you uh... in your car? You listening to headphones? You're like, yo maybe I get to them today. I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, I'm sorry, Dave. <laughs> yeah, but I I understand that rationale because I get that for different right, things. Course. Not music, obviously. And yeah. I'm just like, I'll get to that later. That said, though, <laughs> please don't stop sending me stuff because I would say 10% of the time I do listen. No, well, here's the, here's the thing. I do it to like, as a gauge to see where my musical taste is in comparison to those who I actually like respect their musical taste. Yeah, you I know what I mean? Tough. So Don't it's like, it's not like, oh, I like these guys. You better like them too. I want to see if I'm right or wrong without yeah. like leading you to what my opinion is, if that makes sense. Don't stop sending me stuff because I actually like you. you know? Here, if, play, play it right now. Play like the first 30 seconds. Here it comes. Here it comes. Here it comes. Yo, what, what was the name of that band? It was <laughs> like Omicron or something. It was Me and My Demons is the name of the song by Omido or Omido. Me and My Demons. We can play it on here. Fuck them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we go. Big canceled. Here we go. Oh, you sent this to me before. Thanks to Adobe Premiere. I forgot it existed until baseball season. I'm able to search through Adobe. On the White Sox uses it as a walkout song. Okay, I hate it. I don't hate it. I hate it. Why do you hate it though? What what's what tell me why it sucks? It's some knockoff two feet bullshit already. It's it is knockoff two feet. It's some I obviously only listened to about 10 seconds of it, but immediately it's like heard it. Been I get it, got it. I know exactly what it is. See, like that I had the exact opposite i'm like this is something that i would never search out i like it's so different than anything like i would typically listen to or hear on the radio or anything this is badass it it comes from that's exactly what i'm looking for though i I want that reaction listen to it but for me in the alternative world it sounds like i said the first 10 seconds you're like okay this could be fucking lord this could be two feet this could be like it's just kind of another I agree with Kenny on that perspective, but Dave, I also kind of liked it. Like, it, it, it's it's safe. It's modern. It is what's going on. Fucking splice samples. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I feel like anybody could make that. It's like, I've if I've heard those samples somewhere else before already, I mean, that happens with, like, uh, Niall Horan. Like, he had a fucking a song come out that was huge. That I like night. that guy. I heard those splice samples before, and you're like, guys, you're phoning it in. I don't know. Like, I... I, I I get where both of you are coming from. Dave, I expect you to like that because that's what I'm looking for, though. That's exactly why I sent it to Kenny because I wanted to see if I was just completely off. And now, like, I'll, I'll after this, you know, two minute conversation, I'll, I'll 
be able to look for that more specifically moving forward. You know what I mean? I, for years, I wrote a song a day for years with a different artist every day. That was my job. And I would get sent stuff like, hey, here's what we want to go for. Here's our last demos, blah, blah, blah. And me and my my assistant, Alex, we'd play. We'd be at the studio be like, all right, let's take a listen and see what we're getting into today. Ten seconds later, you're like, cool, got it. I get it. Yeah, 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 for sure. I think that's part of the reason I don't like to hobnob like in more of like the fucking whatever's going on because it bores me. Do you know I what I mean? To make it. I don't want to come off like I hate it because I just got into wet leg, right? And so that's sick. a popular thing, like popular mainstream thing. And I'm blown away by that record. So like, you know, it's not just a, I hate everything. I just like that shit I've heard before. Wet leg. It's bringing back fucking like <laughs> 90s Fugazi fucking bass lines. This was on Easter. I sent it. I forgot the little conversation we had before that. I just called. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is cute. I'm glad you guys are having fun. <laughs> well, I asked him if he celebrates the Elrond. Who? Elrond's the who? Elrond Hubbard? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the guy, Scientology. Yeah, Scientology. That's what it is. Yeah. We were, we, were, we were making fun of some religions behind the scenes. Dude, what if Kenny was a? Would it shock you if Kenny was a Scientologist? Yeah, living out in L.A. Yeah, because those guys are like Kenny. Just he he. I mean, that's like kind of his shtick and brand, but he truly doesn't give a fuck. Like you have to give a fuck to be there. Be a Scientologist. Do you ever have you ever been pitched Scientology before, Kenny? No. There's a church right down the street from us. What? L.A. Scientology. Yeah, Scientology Center. Dude, we used to have uh, Jehovah's Witness knock on our door all the time. I, my dad, back when I lived like at home, when I was, you know, growing up and stuff, we would have them knock on our door and I like didn't under, I'm like, uh, like, I don't want your fucking pamphlets, dude. Like get dude, out of here. all the time. Uh, they would just be walking around Northeast Philly all the time. But, uh, Kenny, end us up here. Who's off your list? Figure something out. Yeah. I don't have another off my list. I'm just going to give you another on. Fuck Go it. Ahead. Fuck it. It's not the rules, but whatever. Six year anniversary of Prince's death. R.I.P. R.I.P. Video the other day. Of him playing, play that funky music, white boy, and I was I was high as fuck. Maybe the highest I've ever been in my entire life. I watched that video fifty times. My wife's like, "Are you still watching that video?" I'm like, "Listen <laughs> to this fucking pocket, dude! Oh my god!" I was Love losing it. it. The next morning, I was watching the same exact video. Sarah's like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "I can't stop watching it. It's incredible." Dave, do you know Prince's full name? I would know if I heard it. Yeah. Kenny, do you know Prince's full name? Don't Google it, you pussy. I'm not Googling it, but I don't know it. I'm Googling that video that I found. Prince Rogers Nelson is his yeah. name. I, I knew it was something like insanely generic. Yes, very generic. Prince. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, his first name is Prince. Yeah. I want, do you think his real first name is Prince? That's pretty fucking awesome. Um, who were we talking about yesterday? We Someone's stage name. His his real name's Tyshawn. Who are we fucking talking about? I saw, it was a... I mean, I there's, there's great, like, what's Bob, do, do you know Bob Dylan's real name, Kenny? They all have, like, real, like, Brad Pitt's got a real name, and, like, Tom Cruise has got a real name, or something, and they I mean, all everyone, go by, yeah. Mo- most of them have fake names. Yeah. But, like, if you were going to pick a name, Bob Dylan's a pretty fucking basic name. Bob Dylan's real name is... Like Robert. Oh, yeah, it's Robert Allen Zimmerman. So he's a Jewish dude from... Where's he from again? I think he's from North Dakota. 
Bob Dylan's from, I was going to say Long Island, but that's obviously not. No, Bob Dylan's from Bob Dylan. Birthplace. Duluth, Minnesota. Which is like basically Canada. Yeah. yeah which, I think I that's on that's the West. So that's like way the fuck up north, northern Minnesota. Yeah. I guess that's why he's got kind of like the nasally. Like, Here, I got uh, a, I got a, I got a off the list for you, Kenny. I don't know if you guys got to deal with this. I've been getting little fucking hairs growing on my ears and I'll just like feel them when I'm like fiddling <laughs> and I'll just pluck them. And I'll be like that. Look, that's disgusting. Ugh, it's like I'm get- constantly like going through puberty. Uh, here we go. Prince. Right, he's talking, but he's not on his mic. Okay. I don't even care. This is, we're going to watch 60 seconds of this. I was so fucking high. Maybe that was what it was, but holy fuck. Mark Knopfler said, Can I play my guitar? Get the fuck out of town. Everybody can go fucking straight to hell. Dude, that's the deepest the, fucking I've ever heard in my no, life. No, the drummer wasn't wearing in ears either, which I thought was fucking sick. Bass player ripping, and when that come, the reprise comes back after that chorus, and he was doing that dressed like somebody's aunt at a picnic, dude. Those white boot feather boots and shit. Like, anyways, I watched, I swear to God, I watched that a hundred times. My wife was so annoyed. Dave, what did you say about Mark Knopfler? What did he say about him? About Prince? Yeah. No, I have no idea. What did he say? Can't say it anymore. Get Why? Oh, okay. You know what I'm I, talking about, right? No, I don't. I'm going to Google it, though. Uh, it was the uh, Dire Straits. What song was it? Sultans he changed of Swing? A li- no, no, no. It wasn't Sultans of Swing. It was what, whatever. There are other fucking... My brain's just mush right now. Are you talking um, about uh, the one with Sting? I want my MTV? Yes, 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 and yes. There was a lot... Oh, I know yeah. what you're talking about now. They, there was a line they, that they had to take out. They were saying that was about Prince. Oh, no shit. Yeah. I know what you're talking about now. Yeah, yeah you do. Mark Knopfler is a dirty, he's a wild boy. He's dirty fucking wild boy. great. Uh, all right. Well, that's going to end our episode this week. Shout out to the Bluestones. Thank you for coming on. We have another great interview me and Kenny are doing later today. Um, we'll get into that next week and everything. Uh, get ready for the Kendrick album. We have a lot of new music coming out. Boys, anything else for me today? Fuck um, off. All right. Fuck you guys, Dave. Good luck blowing up turkeys. I can't um, wait. I can't go, wait. Go, go take a life or two. Kenny, fuck you. We'll talk to you guys next week. Okay, bye.